This episode is sponsored by 4MJ Social. 4MJ Social is a full-service medical marketing agency that handles everything from websites, social media, reputation management, SEO, and more. So if you want to learn more about 4MJ Social, go to their website, 4MJSocial.com, and you can send an email directly to info at 4MJSocial.com and mention you heard this ad on this pod for 20% off any services you might want to sign up for. Deodorant under your armpit. Get down. Make it don't stink. Flannel. Too hot. Hot like a flannel. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. awful. I'm awful. Oh my god. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to work on that. <laughs> you guys are assholes. Hey <laughs> dude, I'm exhausted from that beat. Yeah, yeah. Sharif's hands are probably hurting right now. We're gonna use that. These are my money makers, bro. Yeah, Yeah, it's how he makes money. That's a snippet. That's not going on the show. Yeah, that that at least needs to be a teaser. That's cold open. Like we'll put that on there for sure somewhere. (laughs) Oh my god. Trying to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphone. Yeah. Grind it, get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles, cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and buy my nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. All right, guys, you already know this is the fifth episode of I'm a Pot Star, Not a Doctor. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, this show is featuring myself, the Cuff Daddy, and my boy, the American Pharaoh, and it's our fourth. I mean, I know you're excited. I want it to be our. F- I want it to be our tenth, but it's is our it? fourth. Yeah, it's our fourth. Dude, having four, like I'm pretty excited about having four. <laughs> like, <laughs> I I was at work today, like telling people I have a podcast tonight, and everyone's like, "You have a podcast?" I'm like, "Yeah, listen," and I'm passing out stickers, and and it, it's super fun. I definitely like having a podcast. Um, somebody sent, you know, my buddy, Ron Navarro, he's a big a guy at Kaiser Permanente. He sent me this like little meme thing. Uh, it was like, oh, every, every moron in today has a podcast and they need to be silenced or something weird. And I was like, hell yeah, but not me. <laughs> Haters gonna hate. Haters gonna hate. No, he wasn't hating. He would just send me this little meme thing. No, um, I love Ron, but you know, they hate us because they ain't us. <laughs> we're gonna, we're definitely gonna get Ron on on one of these episodes. See, he'll uh, be excited to be on the podcast when he's on. Till then, there's just hate. <laughs> yeah. I, I spent a lot of time with Ron at my old gig. Um, you know, speaking of my old, like, so, you know, I'm in my new gig today and today was an awesome day, Sharif. Uh, you know, you know, I transitioned jobs. I'm in private practice right now. I'm out here hustling, um, signing up cases. Um, you know, my, my clinic's been busy, which is awesome. And, you know, it, it's always like really nerve wracking to switch jobs. Like, have you, have you ever switched jobs before in your career yet or what? You know, you know, I've been in the same place for 17 years, but I've been in private practice and it is a different animal than, you know, what I see for my colleagues that are in employed physicians and in employed spots. It's, you know, the hustle is real because you're not only a doctor, you're a business person. You got to take care. You got to keep the lights on, keep the doors open. You got to keep your employees 
So it's the real deal. You are a business owner, but also a, a physician. So it's different than what you've been doing where you just get a check. Of course you work hard, but you don't have any of those other worries. Yeah. So it's, it's fun. You know, I, I think, um, I definitely like this. I'm in that stage where like everything's, everything's awesome, right? Everything's new. And you know, some people might be really annoyed by certain stuff. I'm like, this is awesome. What are you talking about? <laughs> you say right? everything is awesome. I think of that Lego movie. I remember when my kids were okay. young. That everything, everything is awesome. awesome. Exactly. That's all I can think of right now. <laughs> yeah. So it's good. You know, I mean, I've changed a lot of jobs in my life. Uh, my first, what was your first job? My first job was a caddy. I was a caddy at Walnut Hill Country Club. And then, yeah, don't be bougie. I mean, that's not bougie. I was, I was carrying the sticks. I wasn't playing. So that's not There's bougie. A country club. Yeah. Fight, the fair. first time I went to a country club, I think, it was actually, it was with my friend CJ, I think. It was in Philadelphia. He golfed. And he took me there. And that was like my first time low-key. I'm excited to talk to him because, you know, Philly has some pretty good golf courses there. One so just across the border in New Jersey, which is I hear is pretty nice. <laughs> so my first job was Taco Bell, dude. And don't say anything bad because I'm Mexican. It just happened to be my first job. Well, I mean, at, at this point, I have to ask the question, were you recruited because you're a Mexican? I mean, you know how to make a Mexi melt or something. No, dude, like, so you my, got, mom, you got mom's, mom's special taco. My cousin's boyfriend hooked it up and, and I didn't really want to have a job. Like I was trying to fix up my Honda Accord at the time and my dad didn't want to give me any money. So I was like, oh, I got to get a job. I got to get these clear taillights and like soup up my whip. So I look cool when I pull up to high school. So that's kind of how it went down. But so that means your first job is after 16 if you already got your license. So yeah, that, it was, like that was your very first job. Yeah, very first job. Okay, so I was uh, 13 when I started caddying. And then the, I started working in the bag room after that until I was like 15. Um, and then one of my favorite jobs, I won't lie to you, was working at Chili's as a bartender when I was like 18 years old. Don't ask me how they let me bartend, but it was great. Um, that was fun. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that. That was a lot I was of getting fun. in trouble. <laughs> I, know, I always push the limits. Why wouldn't I? Now, but you know, I'll tell you this. I think where you are in your career is it's it's an interesting place because you're 10 years out, you've been doing one thing one way, and now you have to flip it on its head and do it a different way. Um, and then it's not even just that. And I'm excited to talk to CJ later in the in this because he's worked so many different places. He's worked in pretty much every different professional league there is. And I want to ask him like, what's, what's been different in all the different places is football different than basketball is basketball different than, you know, whatever. And more importantly, it's like when you start somewhere, you, there's a culture and how does that culture manifest in how you do your day to day? Because I might walk in and be like, I'm doing it my way. And they're like, uh, sir, no, this is not how we do it here. I'm and... still doing it like that. You know, not that my way is the best way, but, you know, for me, it's like, like you're Sharif Fache, right? Like you're your own brand. Like you're, you're awesome. You're very charismatic. You know, we obviously clicked when I first met, when we first met and now we're like homies. And, and for me, like, 
I'm always going to be myself. Like you can't take the Acevedo out the Acevedo. Like what do they say? Like my, my, my MA today was like, Oh, you can't take the hood out the homeboy. And it's true. Right. Like I I'm, I'm progressing through my life and progressing through my career and kind of navigating right now to a second uh, job in my orthopedic surgery career, but I'm still kind of maintaining who I am. And I feel like that's, that's my, one of my strengths, right? Is that I come and I bring my brand and I bring the Acevedo to wherever I'm at. And then I kind of make everything work around me and work with me so that we can all be like this big team. You know what I mean? Well, you feel that, but let me ask you a question. Let me play devil's advocate. What if you roll into your new job and you're like, they look at you and they say, you are way too Acevedo for us. What is, what yeah, happens? I, there? I felt like I had that for like the first day. They were like, I came in, I was like, boom, boom, boom. And they're like, who is this guy? You're like, you're going <laughs> to, hey, little dude, you're going to need to slow down. It's like, yeah, it's what are you they like? Said they said that too. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, honestly, like when we first met, I look at this guy. I'm like, this guy is a ball of energy. Of course he is. I mean, he's like 19 years old with testosterone through the roof. It's, but and then I found out you're like 40. And then you're, you're like, I have a kid in college. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, there's no way that you have a kid in college. It's, it's like you're in yeah. college. Well, that's why I have the beard now. I mean, oh my god, like what, it doesn't if help. Shave, if doesn't I shave help. my beard, it's over. It's even worse. I literally look like I'm 16. Like my son looks. I was telling my son, I'm like, you look older than me. He's 17, and he was like, what do you mean? I was like, just trust me, you do. Well, I I like my white, and you when you look at it on YouTube, you can see how white my beard is now, and it, it, it's like. I, I'm I'm embracing 50 right now. I'm okay with it. I'm good. It's cool. It's like the new 30. Whatever. I think 50 is like the new 51, but whatever. <laughs> it's uh we gotta you gotta keep grinding because it, you're only as good as you're gonna be. And it's you know, somebody once told me that and I was like, what the hell does that even mean? And you're only as good as you let yourself be. If you walk in one day and you're like, I'm old, I'm, eh, I'm washed up, I'm not a good surgeon, I'm not a good this, I'm not a good, you're not going to be any good. So that's one of the positive, things. man. You got to be positive. Yeah. You got to, you got to walk in and be like, I own the room and this is where we are. And you know what's funny? And there's a, there's a big meeting going on in, in uh, Oregon this week. And it's like, I don't know when some of these guys work because I was with some of them in Rome and then, this week they're in Oregon and next week they're going to be in Boston. It's like, when do you guys actually operate? I don't think they do, but it's the same, <laughs> like, it's the same, like 13 dudes. And they just like bounce around from city to city and they pretend that they actually operate. However, they were talking shots about fired. Yeah, shots <laughs> fired. You heard it. You heard it here first. Um, but it's funny because they were talking about us because we were getting text messages you know, West Coast text messages last night. And I yeah. got some more today that these guys, we were talking about you guys and we wish you guys were here. And it's like, no, we're, we're blowing up over here doing our podcast. We we don't have time for your shoulder meeting. Yeah, we're blowing, we got 17 listeners now, guys. Yeah. We're busy. Yeah, we're busy. I mean, it's like, you know, when CJ comes out, I think he's got a bunch of Instagram followers. I think our goal is to get him 12 more. I want to talk about that just, you know, because we were talking about positive mindset and, and I got to tell you that uh, one of the like the most positive people I've ever met is my friend CJ. So um, my friend CJ, his name's Charles Johnson. So uh, I coerced him into coming on to the show today. Uh, I just I wanted to talk to him. I haven't talked to him in a little bit. Um, he's been moving up in his career also. 
so CJ actually is the vice president of business and event operations for the Arlington Renegades. So he works for the XFL. So when I met CJ, he was working for the 76ers and I was a fellow and I met this guy and I mean, we hit it off, dude. CJ is like super charismatic, you know, super fun time and really kind of inspired me just the way that he kind of lived his life and was really positive, always sold his brand and, and was kind of navigating through multiple uh, professional teams, college teams throughout his career. And he's done really well for himself. So um, I want to have him on today and and just talk about one, I, I wanted to talk about the XFL. And then two, I just wanted to see how he was doing and then just kind of introduce you to, uh, you know, CJ and, and, and who Charles Johnson is. But he's let's bring CJ in. CJ. We say this with great gratitude and humility and an insane level of excitement. I declare these words as we kick off our, our season. XFL. Let's ball out, baby! There he is. What's up, man? So I'm good. So this is my boy, Sharif. Uh, Sharif, what's up, man? What's How up, brother? Doing? How you doing? Man, I, I'm hanging in there. I can't I can't complain. I'm down here in, uh, in DFW. I'm in Texas. So, um, you know, it's been hot like the past couple of weeks, like 100 degrees, 108 actually. And so anytime you're talking to a Southerner, it's kind of like, you know, we should be kind of used to this shit a little bit. Like it's it's kind of hot. We're, everybody's <laughs> complaining, but today and yesterday it's like eighty degrees. It, it, we needed some rain, like really, really bad. Which, um, Daniel, I know that I know that's important to you guys. I, I you know I was on the West Coast. Like you guys get no rain, so like no. we're begging for rain. It rained too much. It rained too much this year, and we couldn't go swimming. It was weird. So that long winded. I'm doing good, man. It's I'm just I'm happy it rained, and we got we got uh, some cool weather. So I just heard I was like I was literally at dinner just a couple hours ago and somebody brought up how hot it was in Texas and they said that it was like 108, 109 with wind and the guy was like, dude, I feel like I'm in an air fryer. Is yeah, it's bad. It's bad. I tell you what, like what's worse than that if if you've been to um Phoenix, oh my gosh. Oh, I'm going to Phoenix in two weeks. So Daniel, I was with, somewhere in Arizona. I was, with, I was with V. We went on a little retreat for for her a company that she owns. But long story short, Sharif, I've never been that hot. It was like 117. I, I I assume that if I'm at a resort, if I'm at if I'm in my room getting ready to go to the pool, you would think I'm I'm supposed to be fucking this. I'm supposed to be happy. Like this is this is good. Like let's go to the pool and have a good time. <laughs> It was scorching. It was it was so hot. Like I didn't even want to leave the room to get to the pool. It that's how bad it was. It was the worst worst heat I've ever ever faced before. Oh, you didn't golf? You didn't golf when you were there? Didn't even go. I, I don't even want to go golf. What is golf in, in Phoenix? It was so bad. It was super hot. It was bad, man. I mean, no. back of my neck, everything. Oh, that's the worst. It's like there's nothing worse than you're clean. And then you're wet from sweat. I'll never forget when I did my fellowship, I was in New York City and we lived at 97th and Lex. And my apart my my office was at 92nd and Park. So literally it's like seven blocks. It's nothing. But you would be in your shirt and tie and you'd walk outside and it wasn't even super hot, but it was concrete hot. And you'd walk and like by the time you would get to clinic, you were soaking wet. It was the worst. 
And so I feel you, man. It's like, there's nothing worse than it's like, I don't want to be sweaty. I'll be wet from the pool. I'm cool with that, but it's sweaty. It's like, no, thank you. So it's, it, I feel you, man. It's like, we just got back from Egypt or I actually, I got back from Egypt and it's funny. One of my buddies who was with me was lives in Scottsdale. And he was like, this is hot. I'm like, bro, you're from Scottsdale. And he's like, no, 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 no. This is hot. And the Egyptians were like, oh, it's 40. I'm like, Celsius? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it is hot as shit out here. It's bad. What's up? How's the new gig going, man? So you've been at the XFL for like a year, right? I haven't seen you. You've been so busy. Yes, so busy, man. It's been phenomenal. Um. Exciting! So we wound up winning the XFL championship. Uh, I saw back that. In May. Yeah, yeah, it was on ABC. Um, Walt Disney, obviously, ESPN is our is our exclusive uh, broadcast partner. So the game was on uh, nationally televised, and we wound up winning. And if you had followed the XFL and you watched at least the Arlington Renegades, you probably would have been like, eh, I don't know. We were we were four and six, and uh, I always tell anybody working in this business for 17 years, like just in sports, if we're just talking about that and not talking the business side, it's like, just make it in. Just make it into the, the playoffs. Nobody cares about the regular season. They only care about who's in from that particular point, right? And so we wind up getting in, and, you know, the, the way the XFL works, it's really only just one playoff game, and then you go straight to the XFL uh, championship. It's only eight teams, two divisions. Uh, that's kind of how it works, but – um we wind up winning it you know so head coach our head coach bob stoops which is you know uh well known on the collegiate level at ou and um yeah he's our he's our coach so it's pretty cool to be to be working with him especially somebody that i played against uh when i was at tech so let's just jump in right there so mike leach coaching legend god bless him god rest his soul I have heard so many great stories about Mike Leach, the man he was, how funny he was. Charles, tell us, what do you remember about this man? Tell us, like, what you love about this man, and then tell us, like, some great story about it. Like, what sticks out in your mind? So I'll give you, I think this is kind of like all-encompasses one, right, this quick story. When I first wound up meeting him, I was a junior college transfer. I did two years at Blinn and Brenham, which is kind of like, I don't know, right, 30 minutes away from College Station, but... uh, you know, Texas Tech, they didn't recruit junior college players. So the coach before Mike Leach was a guy by the name of Spike Dykes, well-known uh, college coach in the state of Texas, et cetera. But he never recruited junior college players, uh, always high school kids and just, you know, um, you know, taught them, coached them, et cetera. But Coach Leach, uh, I had already committed to the University of Iowa in junior college, Big Ten. That's why I'm going. That's it. Texas Tech calls like two weeks before signing and go out to West Texas and the weirdest thing. So I don't know if it looks dark in my office here, but a little darker than this. I go into his office, introduce myself to coach. And, and I noticed it was just weird because it was kind of dim. Like I was like, you know, like I like life should be on a little bit. So we're sitting down, you know, sitting at the desk and uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking the dude wants to talk, you know, X's and O's. Far removed from that. Didn't even do that. This dude pulls out a deck of cards and we start playing some type of card game. Number one. Number two to that, back in the day, we didn't even have, you know, it was no such thing as iPhones, right? Didn't even exist. We had the flip phones. He had the flip phone. He asked me a question and he said, the wizard can give me the answer. 
He dials, flips it up, dials it, and then the wizard. I talk to the wizard. The wizard gives me the answer. That was my first interaction. Who the hell is a wizard? Some, I don't know, AI, whatever you want to call it. It was not AI. <laughs> whatever you want to call it, he just knew the answer to the question that um, that that Leach had, had asked me. I was like, I don't, I don't know. But it was, you know, it was just a simple fact that he would go that far. He was that cool to just do that. And it wasn't really about X's and O's. So the point I'm trying to make is, is that all the other coaches that I did talk to, it was about football and this and scholarship. He went totally left field. And that I'm that type of guy. I like dudes that, you know, I'm, you know, I, I love learning about people and et cetera. And I know if, I, if I'm there, they, they already know I can play football, but I want to get to know that person. That's what Leach was like. Very laid back. Didn't take a lot of things serious. And, and if I can paint the picture a little bit more, like over in the corner, he had this skeleton and it was like dressed up with like pirate gear on. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing I ever, I, I've ever seen. It, I, I've ever seen in my life, but it was super cool. And uh, I, I guess that's kind of how he got me. That's number one. Number two, this is a little disgusting, but he's the only coach that I, could, that I know that can, um, that can drink coffee and, and dip at the same time. And maybe that's just a Texas thing. I don't, you know, Shreve, I don't know where you're from. Danny, I know you're from, from the West Coast. I don't know if that's much, you know, that's, you know, a lot of dipping going on on the West Coast. But down <laughs> south here, it, there's a lot that's of dipping gross. and yeah, drinking coffee. How do you, I don't know how you did it. You so, know, it's, it's funny you say that. So yeah. I was I was on yeah, a golf trip. I was on a golf trip earlier this year out of Monterey. And so probably played some courses that either you've played or want to play. And I'm with one of my buddies and he just is a dipping fool. I mean, he, he's got an upper decker and sometimes a bottom too. And he's just having a day out there and he's like, nobody tell my wife that I'm dipping. I'm like, no, no one cares. He has, he, has, he has like the professional shape. Like, oh, you know, dude, he's, he's shape got it all. I mean, he goes through at least a 10, a 10 around. And oh, wow. so, oh, I mean, he's a machine. And, we're not um, promoting that. We're not promoting no, that. No, no, no. We're not promoting that. It'll cause cancer and all this other shit. <laughs> However, at dinner that night, we, I order a bottle of Schaefer. And it's like, you know, Hillside Select. It's a great bottle of wine. He's like, I don't do Schaefer, bro. I'm like, what? He goes, man, Schaefer's not my jam. It, it tastes like shit. I'm like, well, you got a fucking dip in your mouth. I mean, <laughs> yeah. any wine is going to taste like shit. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. This accentuates the taste. I'm like, dude, no. No, that's not how this works. So I, I, I get it when you say that. It's like there's certain people that that's just what they do. It's like yeah. they need that dip. So I don't know. Wine, coffee. I, I, to me, it sounds like I need to go to the bathroom after a dip and coffee. Oh, man. You know, to Daniel's point, we're not definitely not promoted. But I, once again, this is like goes back to I'm telling you about Texas Tech. I'm telling you about Mike Leach. I'm telling you about my West. Um, um, West Texas experience that, you know, that's one of the things that the opposite lineman had allowed me to try. And I just tried it. I never dipped in my life. No idea. They just told me, whatever you do, don't, don't, don't swallow. Right? Whatever. Sick. You got sick, right? I did it. Yeah. I got sick. And it was, it was basically <laughs> the day before a game where all the whole entire team goes and watch football, uh, not football, but watches a, a movie at the movie theater at a Cinemark or whatever. And I'm just remember watching the movie and I'm in the back and it's already dark. And I'm just like, this is bad. Like, I can't believe I did this. But yeah, I went to I went to the restroom, threw up. I was, you know, thank the good Lord I was okay for the next day to play. But yeah, we're since we're talking about dip, but I'm I'm giving you the the, the West Texas experience. That's so, that's D1 football, man. You know, so football. In, in our 
in our in our no, I'm just saying D1 football. Like so, in our field, like a lot of orthopedic surgeons that play these like high level sports, they're typically like probably one of the badass surgeons, right? Their their work ethic is crazy. They're really good surgeons. They promote themselves. Like what's that guy? Uh, that's your boy Sharif Michael Freehill. Yeah. What did he play? He played like pro ball, right? Baseball. Yeah, he's a yeah. pitcher. Do you think so? Do you think CJ? I mean, I've watched your career, man. You've been killing it. Like, do you think like like people who did, did that help you like playing these like professional sports and being around these like high level athletes? Like, do you incorporate some of that into like your day to day into your career and stuff like that? Yeah, I was talking to somebody uh, the other day. Uh, we were having this conversation about you know your career and then how do you you know how do you leverage the experiences that you've already gone through as an athlete. You know, I think for me, it's just pretty simple. Like, you know, football was was everything, right, for me in terms of just understanding, like, discipline and um, something could go wrong, right? There's a lot of things that you have no control, right? You're on, you're on a team or on a field with 10 other people, right, and they can wind up scoring and you have nothing to do with it and you wind up losing. But the point I'm trying to make is that everything that I've gone through on as an athlete, whether it be from training, whether it be from playing, et cetera, Daniel, it's just really just – we transition that over to whatever field that we're in. And so I always talk about people. All t- I talk to people all the time and, they, and I say, Hey, if one thing football has allowed me or has given me outside of the scholarship and that that's fun and playing football, being a disciplined person with disciplined thoughts and disciplined action. So let me ask Here's you this. Myron Roll, remember him? He was the Rhodes scholar. He became, he was at Florida state. Mm-hmm. He ended up getting drafted and then after his career, he's like, you know what? I think I'm going to be a neurosurgeon. Goes to medical school and literally just graduated. Like, oh, I heard of this guy. Yeah. Yeah. This kid is an absolute witch. I mean, to be a, a high-level athlete, to make it to the league, I don't know how long he was there. He might have had a cup of coffee up there. But at the end of the day, he's like, hey, I'm going to be a neurosurgeon. So he goes back, goes to medical school, and is a neurosurgeon. That drive is unbelievable. But – Really, it's in it's in everybody who's successful. You have to make that decision that, okay, my career in football is over. What else am I going to do? And this guy's like, yeah, I think I'm going to try one of the hardest things to do in medicine. I, <laughs> I think that sounds pretty sweet. I mean, That'd if I remember cool. right, he actually like left at Florida State to go study abroad for a year, then came back. I mean, that's crazy to me. But again, like you said, that drive to get to where you need to be you have to have it. It's it's the eye of the tiger, I call it. And I like first of all, I like how you called him Daniel. And that's real nice. I'm gonna call you Daniel from now on. Um, <laughs> so, so another alter ego. Uh, so I go by Daniel, right? So yeah. my medical friends call me Danny. All my friends I meet, like you know, in the real world, I, I introduce myself as Daniel, and then after five o'clock, I'm C Diddy. Dude, you yeah. came up to me yeah. and you're like, yo, I'm, I'm I love Daniel. Daniel. Like, I, love, I, I like Daniel. I will always, I will probably always call you Daniel. Like, just because I think the first time, yeah, when we met in uh, in Philadelphia, man. And that's so, yeah, he said Daniel. I was like, I, I, I can't call you Danny. I can't yeah. call you Danny. Now, I know you have all those other attributes in you, which I know that that's there, but I'm just going to call you Daniel. I'm going to call you what your mama called. I'm going to call you what your mama CJ, day one, day one, he says to me, he goes, my name is Cuff Daddy. I'm like, Lil Daddy? <laughs> I'm like, what? Recognize. So I met CJ, I was a fellow at the Rothman, and, you know, I hung out with all my doctor friends, but like I said, I need to be myself. And, and I met CJ through my wife, 
friend of a friend and and we clicked up and you're working for the sixers at the time right yeah yeah 76 is south philly yeah and so then, was so that, was, was what's his face on the bench at the time with the back injury ben simmons or was that no no way before way before okay. this is when they had igadawa um, oh, okay. They had that oh, is young. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was when this was actually um the NBA lockout. I think I think I want to say the Spurs may have won. What year was that? That was like like uh, 12, 2012. Yeah, 11, 12. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. So during that time. And then, and then you leveled up. What'd you do? What'd you do after the Sixers? After the Sixers, man. Hey, those Steinbrenners came calling. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see me? I was like, yeah, the Steinbrenners, them, um, Cowboys. Um, okay, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tell me you Steinbrenner or or Jones. Like, who's? I mean, you can oh man, answer. the Jones, Joneses. Jones. Now the boss. Now the, hey, Mr. Steinbrenner. When I worked for the Yankees, he had already passed away. Yeah, but so they, you were they would, but but though, Sharif, they would like you know talk and say his name as if he was like still alive it was oh yeah he's in a, he's in a the closet boss. somewhere yeah he was he was the boss he has a statue somewhere inside the inside the, the stadium but uh yeah i gotta say the jones family i mean the jones family they get a lot of you know they're always in the spotlight so um you know mr jones is, is a is unique you know unique owner from the other other 31 owners right and uh he takes that on but i like him obviously he's a sales and marketing guy you know, his family gave me an opportunity to work for them um, on on two occasions. One doing uh, the, the Cowboy Stadium project, which is now AT&T Stadium here in DFW in Arlington. And that was a four year project that I was on, which I think, Daniel, was probably like the turning point or the or the 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 spring. Right. Yep. Uh, the career spring for me. Um, and uh, was yeah, was there for four years. And then I came back and worked for the Cowboys again when say they were at Valley Ranch, which is the training facility. They had an Irving, and then they moved up to Frisco, which is called the Star. And you talk about amazing mixed-use development project, which took about a couple of years. And um, it's probably the best um, training facility slash mixed-use, multi-purpose like venue with a lot of other like you know retail shoppers in there, or whatever. Uh, which is completely different than if you go look at the other NFL teams. It's not. It's not like that. It's not like you've. Hey, I can go to. A new era i can go to nike or i can go to this this store right after practice and it's right there on the campus it's a little it's a little different so what's funny about the dallas cowboys like growing up i was a huge fan of the dallas cowboys and actually one of my buddies his uncle was drew pearson and right. uh so i mean danny white and you know back in the day it was just like that was a squad and it's just like i know that at some point speaking of like job changes i know at some point you have to change jobs, but man, it is weird to come in and be like Jerry Jones and say, Hey, Tom Landry, come in here, say hello. You're fired. Yeah. It's like Tom Landry, you're going to yeah. fire Tom Landry, but yeah. I get it. I mean, he's a legend, but at some point you're, you got to say, you know, what's best for the team. And now I own the team. And so he brings up his boy from Oklahoma and you know, the rest is history, but hasn't won since. So yeah. it's, you know, that's the <laughs> thing that's really strange. It's it's like at some point legends have to go, but that's hard to do. And it takes a special person to to do that because most people be like, yeah, I don't want to do that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I would say just as we talk about careers and just talking about different jobs and stuff, look, I, I tell people all the time, like, um, shit, I'm no different than an athlete. Athletes get traded all the time. They go play two years somewhere, go play a year. I'm in that line of business. I'm just like, I'm just like a player. And, and so my mindset, um, even before I met Daniel is, it's always been like that. It's always been like, I'm, I am a brand like, and we are doing business. And here's how we're negotiating. And, and I know if I got to come in and this with, I've always treated myself um, as a brand. I don't let the brand control me, right? I don't let the star or the Yankee logos control me, right? Um, my job is to control it. And, you know, and that's, that's always been my attitude. But just like anything else, you use career growth, the opportunities that come up. And shit, I'll tell you what, Sharif, and, and Daniel, I wasn't scared to go and do it. Um, I love it. I think that's I was just... Telling it- so I was telling Sharif, man, like, I mean, you inspired me. I like, you know, when I was thinking about making a career switch, it wasn't that I was unhappy. I just, I wanted a little bit more than I could get at my current place. And I remember, I, I remember in the back of my mind, man, I, I just remember CJ. I'm like, man, CJ's done it. CJ's went from the NFL to the MLB to the WNBA back to the NFL now in the XFL. And just like watching your career, watching you kind of make these moves and these deals, really inspiring. You know, that's why I wanted to have you on. And, you know, a lot of people are scared. A lot of people, they feel that they're either they're trapped in their job or or maybe they need to stay there or they don't know how to do it. But I think that you're a lot like me, you know, where we like we're kind of like our own brand and we're confident in what we can do and who we are and what we bring to the table. And like I see that in you and you just said it right. Like you're when you you know, you're the commodity like you're coming out and you're bringing the you're bringing CJ like I want to have CJ on my team. You know what I mean? Like they're feeling it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You used a buzzword. You said brand and branding. And it's like, that's a big word. And it's thrown around a lot. But, you know, being that's like what you do. Describe to me, like, how do you build a brand? What do you what what is branding to you? Yeah, I think uh, that's a really good, really good question. Right. I think branding is is about being, you know, organic, authentic, you know, being yourself, kind of like what Daniel is saying and not overdoing it right making sure that you feel confident about what you can bring to the table i mean it's everything that daniel just said i think that that encompasses like an actual brand right because then it comes through and i'm not the brand brands are in the way you you execute branding is not to like it's like almost like a subtle like selling piece right it's not hard selling it's like you're, you're you know no no knock on um car salesmen, they always say car salesmen are the ones that are very, very pushy. It's not that. It's very subtle. It's just spoon feeding you the information so you can make a wise decision. I think that encompasses brand. And so for me, that's kind of what I, what I, how I look at it, right? Just branding myself, whether if I'm in an interview or I'm pitching somebody, I'm going to be authentic and be myself because, you know, people, you guys know, people can read through that. And, um, you know, I think for me, that was more of a, it was more of a, a learning curve, right? You know, just like you grow up and try to learn and figure out yourself and things that you will accept and things that you won't accept. Um, so I'm not saying like to you guys, like I just, all of a sudden I was just kind of like this. No, I had to grow into like understanding who I was as, as a person and what I bring to the table. And hey, here's the value. Here's what I, here's what I offer. Here's my services. And uh, if you say no, you say no, but I only got, I don't, I don't have to look for one yes. I just need one yes to get it get to get it going. I love it. And you know what? I will say this. I love Cup Daddy. You know that. And 
he is very subtle, but not really. <laughs> he is. But like, so I have my right shoulder fixed. He knows me. If my if my left shoulder needed to be fixed, I'm going to cuff daddy. Yeah. You know, but just because I know we'll put the table as low as it goes. Yeah. And let's ride. No, so. I'm, I'm going. With, I'm going with cuff daddy too as well. He knows like. Same thing. I mean, Daniel was telling me, you know, telling you about about me, but it, it's the same way. And you know, it you know, I've seen him in action, obviously through his career too as well. And uh, I think as as sharp as it comes, um, you know, about his business and, and that too. That's inspiring too as well. It's like it's like the same thing. Like we're in the same thing. Like it has to be very difficult. You have to be disciplined to be a fucking doctor. Like. And, and at that, what you're actually practicing, anybody that's cutting on me, like you, you <laughs> got to know that they're at that that level. And, yeah. you know, he deserves it. And, and obviously what you guys are doing, it's no different than honestly just an athlete. You, you, that's, you know, your craft. Yes, that's two now. Two of two. Two, 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 two of two. My second episode. Athletes. The surgeon athlete. I mean, dude, but we're all the same, CJ. That's why we're friends, right? Like, that's why I'm friends with Sharif. Like, we all kind of gravitate to each other, right? So, you know. Do not ask about the fucking dinosaur. Okay, fine. Ask about the dinosaur. Ask no, about no, I'm not going to ask about Did you gravitate, like, toward the rock? Like, what happened? Like, did the rock call you and, and be like, hey, bro, come with the XFL. You looking swole. Like, what no, no, no. I, so, very blessed. I, these opportunities that come my way have been through just networking, referrals, etc. I was the first VP that they wind up hiring for, you know, out of the eight teams, the eight markets. And, you know, Arlington here in DFW, it's the hub for the whole entire operation. So what that means is the whole entire operations in here is here. All 700 players are here. But one of the things that me and Dwayne Johnson have in common, and I don't think you know this, Daniel, but we were both recruited. Our defensive coordinators are the same. Greg McMacken. Greg McMacken was the defensive coordinator in 1994 when Dwayne Johnson was a D-lineman. And Warren Sapp was on that 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 team too as well, and he's the same defensive coordinator at Texas Tech who recruited me. So I had a chance to to, to see Dwayne at a at a. Uh, you call him Dwayne? Yeah, his name is Dwayne. Well, yeah, his name is Dwayne. Dwayne, Dwayne or DJ? Dwayne or DJ? Dwayne or DJ? And 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 everything you can you can imagine in terms of what you see on TV or a health men's magazine, it is it is like that in real life. Oh, like, I feel it for sure. Yeah, I follow him on legit. Instagram. He's legit. You so, can tell he's genuine. He's super yeah, genuine. I love yeah. that guy. Everybody loves the rock. Yeah. Like, very, very down earth guy. They, they call Big him, they call him Dwayne the Rock the Johnson. So I love it. Now, what's amazing to me is you'll watch you you watch Dwayne and he's somewhere. You can't and then call him and, okay, sorry, excuse me. Mr. Johnson. <laughs> Mr. Mr. The Rock, you'll see Mr. The Rock, and he'll be somewhere. And then the next day, he's at all the games. So it's like, how the hell is he at all the games? And I mean, I get it. He's got a PJ, which makes it nice because he can bounce around. But it almost seems like this dude has thirty hours in his day. Yeah, it is remarkable to see what that dude accomplishes. And I mean, he's making movies. He's doing this. He's producing that. He's like. Not only is he doing the XFL, but he's also doing like the XFL docu-series, which is really mm-hmm. awesome. And how he has a great, you know, relationship with his ex-wife who also runs it. I mean, that's really interesting. But it is fascinating to me how invested. I mean, he's not just buying it. 
to just buy it and say it's his. He's buying it because to me, and you tell me if I'm wrong, I know that he wanted to get to the NFL and he never had his chance. And he went through the CFL and it kind of fell apart and he had seven bucks in his pocket, the whole story. But it's, it's amazing to me how he's like, I'm doing this because there are no minor leagues for professional football. Because at the end of the day, everyone wants to get to the NFL. And I saw that there's 23 players, I think, last year from the XFL that went to the NFL, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. We actually had 60. 60 contracts were signed. Now, obviously, 60 contracts were signed since um, the the season ended in May. Now, look, some of them made it. Some of them didn't make a 53-man roster. But to have the taste and to be out there, still be relevant. And you never know, Sharif, as we all know, like somebody can get hurt. You know, practice yeah. squad, get picked you know, up. Aaron oh, Rodgers shows up in New York to have this awesome oh. season. And oh, man. I mean, like, I feel bad Terrible. for the guy. But that's the reality of the sport. It's a very demanding sport on your body. And so to be even on the radar and, and you know, Mr. The Rock has allowed that to be a minor league for the NFL. And these guys can come showcase them, their, their skill set because – you look at some of the people, like I'll, I'll give you a couple examples, like Julian Edelman. It's like, who? But that mm-hmm. guy turned out to be a stud, but then yeah. he was a quarterback from Kent State, but he just was something that caught somebody's eye. This just gives more opportunities to have somebody be caught, like catch somebody's eye. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely affinity for it, right? Spring football. Um, you know, it was kind of this white space, this great opportunity. And, you know, Danny Garcia. Uh, to use your point, his ex-wife, who is, by the way, is the first chairwoman to actually own a league, be the, be the chairwoman and be a woman to own an actual league. So um, somebody, she's very mastermind behind this all. Um, she doesn't get enough credit, but she's, you know, she's there in terms of being hands-on. And just like, you know, Dwayne, Dwayne, they're hand-on. They're not just investing and saying, hey, go run the business. They are in the, they're in the thick of things. Um, from, awesome. from uh, showcases to combines to being there with the players, looking them in the eye, telling them what the process is going to be, you know, who's doing that. And so that's what makes us a little unique uh, as far as being a spring football league. Um, and look, we, we have the, one of the most uh, the powerful network in the world in Walt Disney as our exclusive partner. So they have our games broadcast on ESPN and ABC. You know, we had over 30 million people, watch our games all 43 games and, that's and so awesome. that's a that's and that's a complete season as you know pandemic everything shut down uh it went under they wanted to bind it so the complete one season season one you know daniel that's why we've been i haven't we haven't been able to connect because it's always it's, it was getting that off the ground and we did it we're gonna go golfing season man two is gonna be, season two is gonna be good too so. we're gonna go I'll, I'll ask you this so this is kind of like xfl 2.0 right because yeah yeah, yeah. so Let's go back in time. What was your favorite nickname of the orig- the OG XFL? Mine was He Hate Me. Yeah, He oh, Hate yeah. Me. That, that was he Hate Me. One. Yeah, He Hate Me. That was 2001 to be exact. Exactly. Is right. When it came out. It only lasted for so long. It was, they said it was very gimmicky. That's what people say. That's why when that was number one, number two, you were trying to compete against the National Football League, which yeah. is something that you don't do. Um, you asked about in that. What'd you say? The USFL and Trump learned that, you know, they won a yeah, whole dollar. Exactly. Exactly. And so, the, you know, the USFL is still there. Um, we wind up beating them from a viewership standpoint um, and, and TV viewership. Um, and that's kind of how they compare the leagues. And so, um, you know, they, they broadcast on another network. We're on Walt Disney. 
Um, but look, like I said, we finished we finished our season. It wasn't gimmicky. Look, I think the way, what the league stands for is being a league of opportunity. Um, is something very important to the point you talked about. You know, these young guys have an opportunity. These guys are like a year or two removed from the league. You know, from from college, or they got drafted and then got cut, or they were on practice squad and then got cut, and they're still trying. Like we are positioned so well right after our season, these guys are already in shape that they can go right into June and July and, and, and be in sound with a team, be physically in shape condition wise and be ready to go. That's dope. So, one of the things and we're going to get to it, I'm going to ask you later. So I'm going to give you a little hint. Okay. You said on your website, you love gadgets. So I'm going to make you think oh, about yeah. this later, but some of the gadgets that you guys got is so as orthopedists, we have a hard job being team doctors because Aaron Rodgers stood up. He was ready to go for a next play. And he was like, yeah, this leg doesn't work anymore. Yeah. When he, you know what? So we don't get real information on patients when they play professional sports because they're concerned is guess what? Next man up. So they, they will play hurt. They'll come to the side and be like, they'll take a hit. They'll see stars. You'll look at them and be like, are you okay? And they're like, they don't know where they are. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm ready to go back in. Yeah. So one of the things that was really cool when I was doing a little research on you is I saw that the XFL signed with NeuroSync, which oh, yeah. is a yeah. little system that, you know, looks at essentially you wear goggles and it follows your eyes and it, it's, it's super binary. It's like you have a concussion, your eyes aren't working. Yeah, well, you don't. And so I was really interested in like some of the, the player safety things that the XFL does and like how they have these plates on these guys to figure out how hard the hits are and essentially collecting all this data mm-hmm. so that not only are these guys getting out there and playing, but they're going to be safe, number one, but number two, collect the data so that we can figure out how to make it safer. So, I mean, tell us about that. Yeah, no, no, you, I mean, you hit it on the head. It's, 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 um, it's a couple of uh, strategy pillars that are important to us, right? It's a player development. Uh, that's that's all things, obviously, to making sure they're healthy and ready to go and, and innovation. And then obviously, you know, access, access for um, our fans. Um, so if you follow that game, you know, one of the things that's pretty cool about uh, on top of, of the innovation around the concussion, the concussion management platform or system that we have in place, uh, which is great. I mean, we, I think we were the first lead to actually incorporate something like yep. that. Uh, for yeah. our players, number one, but those other two pillars that I'm that I'm mentioning to you, one in particular around just the fan experience, is that there was no team or excuse me league that was able to provide, I mean, in depth access of you being able to hear plays call from the offensive coordinator to the player to the to the to the quarterback, never been done before. So the audio experience and the revolution of like how we're making it a little bit different. So for all those avid football fans that are out there or fans that are just like they go to one or two games they would love to hear like what what are the conversations like in the huddle what are the conversations like on the sideline so to kind of bring that into uh somebody's living room i think it's been great for us um so all those things in terms of pillars that i mentioned i think innovation comes goes across the fan experience and it also goes across you know, making sure our players are, being, are healthy at the end of the day. I want to be inside a helmet. Like, I want to be inside a helmet when I can pick some one of the players. I'm like, I want to be in CJ's helmet and, like, see what you're seeing and when you get hit and what you're I, talking about. I got a helmet right dope. here. Yeah, Sharif, I was, was going to ask you about that, Sharif, <laughs> that, that, that Detroit Lions. Hold on. 
This is a Hall of Fame helmet. Oh, okay. Okay. You know who this is? This is number 81. Oh, another Johnson. Yep. This is Calvin's. There's three Johnsons you're talking about. Hey, you got me, you got Dwayne Johnson, and you got Calvin Johnson. Yeah, this is, this is number 81. So Daniel Johnson. He's just showing off. He's just showing off. I got a, I got a virtual background. because hey, I, I actually got this one for Danny to fit into. <laughs> that's a baby helmet. For those of you at home, it's a little baby helmet. I'm not a baby. Yeah. Okay, fine. That's that's a medium man. That's medium medium size. No, that that's actually really cool that that you have that ability to collect the data because, again, really these these guys don't succeed if they if they're hurt and they can't get to the next level. So if you gave me every opportunity to play as hard as I could, hit as hard as I can, but also make sure that I'm safe so that I can have the opportunity to get to the league to the NFL from the XFL and use that as my stepping stone. I mean, oh. that's fantastic. That's what I would want. So you guys are doing some great things there and it's, and it's a lot of fun to watch. You, you probably seen like the, in the, in the media regarding like just how our kickoff uh, uh, is set up. Right. So offense, defense, they're about, they're separated about five yards. Yeah. Um, they can't move until the ball is actually uh, caught by the person that's receiving um, on the receiving end. And then that's pretty much it. So I think, you know, the technology aspect of it, creating a different way of how kickoff and return is kind of built. Because I don't know if you know, like, you know, if you go and, and watch, you know, if it was a normal game or NFL game, those guys are running like 17 miles per hour. Right. And, and then that dude likes you in the chest so, as, you, as you catch so, the ball. Yeah. And that's just, that's a, that's an actual fact. Right. But I think people are taking notice. Coaches are taking notice. This is, I mean, it's, it's documented. It's out there in the press that people are are taking notice of what we're doing just from that, from that innovation, right? Just in terms of how, how we're playing the game a little bit. And it's a little more exciting too, as well, because faster gameplay, you know, right? Fast gameplay. People want to see, you know, high scoring games. Uh, I think if you looked at like out of the 30 games that we had, um, 27 of them were determined like by two or three points. So that lets you know it's entertaining, you know? And so, um, <laughs> It's been good, so we, you know, we're excited about you too. Golf, man, because remember we played golf together. You know, I'm yeah. hyper. I'm like, let's just go, boom, 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 and yeah. you're over here. <laughs> so, so my golf game is my golf game is up to par now. Let's talk. To, let's yeah, talk yeah. golf because that's my I jam. Started, let's talk I just golf. Sharif oh, good. Should we be a golfer? Good. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a big golfer. I've been oh. going to Top Golf. I'm practicing, bro. We got Top Golf now of down in the South Bay, and I've been practicing, and it go, and I play on the first floor, so I know if it really goes well. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm in love with Sharif and Daniel. I, I love, I love playing golf. I'm to the point now, like the whole nine, Daniel. Like uh, country club, I got the golf cart, like music. Oh wait, TV, you got your own cart? TV screen, like I'm, I'm all in. Like I ain't missing no games, but I'm still playing golf. That's unbelievable. So let me ask you this. All right, so big golfer, what's your index right now? I'm eight. Okay, I can live with that. Okay. Okay. All right, well, Daniel, do you have an index yet? I don't even know what that is yet. I'm still okay, trying to hit sure. the ball straight. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. fair. Right. So I could play. I have to give you a few strokes, CJ, when we play, but it's okay. all right. All right. So I'm going to ask you two questions. Number one, the Mount Rushmore of golf courses you've played and the Mount Rushmore of golf courses you haven't played. 
Oh my gosh, the ones I haven't played, which is like I would consider like a bucket list. I don't even know. Yeah, how. yeah, yeah. Give me I, your. I wouldn't be able to get in. Uh, you know, obviously Augusta. Dude, dude, I'm brown and have a name that ends in a vowel. Me and you are knocking on the door trying to get in. So yes, I know. Augusta. Yeah, that, that was my setup to say like we gotta hide. Know somebody? Like we gotta know somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was going with that, Sharif. Like I'm we need you to call Connelly's a rice. That's who they, I need yeah. to call. They not having two brown skin guys going. Yeah, that yeah. fight won't happen. We can't just. Matter of fact, it's so funny you say that. I was literally in Augusta, and I literally thought that uh, I was doing. I was. I was doing a speaking engagement years ago. I literally thought that I could actually drive by there and see the course. Mm-mm. All that Daniel, it's all covered up. Trees, you can't even look. You can't even look in there. That I was so. I was so. Di- I was so disappointed. I was so sad that I just. I just wanted to like smell it. Like just be there. Can I get one foot across the gate? Something like none of that. Nope. No. We got to do a All three of us. We'll, we'll all right. Jose no. in there. So Augusta is one. Augusta. Um, where else have I had? I haven't played um, Pebble Beach. Yeah, Pebble okay. Beach is fire. Right I here. think those are the, those right are here. those are the right two. behind me, CJ. <sighs> this will be golfing. See, the, I think those are the two. Um, the ones that I like, obviously Vegas, the win. I, I really like the win yeah, in Vegas. That's a good spot. Um, uh, they have one in they have one in in Dallas that I cannot think of. I can't think about the top of my head, and it's supposed to be one of the most prestigious golf courses. I had no idea until I read a, a, a golf magazine how important it was, how nice it was. Basically, uh, George Bush, um, Bush family, uh, Mark Cuban, they all have members there. I think it's like a half a million dollars just to get in. And when when I went there, um, they had cabins. We stayed there, a couple of guys. We had caddies. I mean, literally, it was like the, like the Golden Gates just like open. I was like, I didn't even think I was in Dallas. I think it's That's Dallas how nice National. it was. And I can't I can't think of the, the course I, off the top of my head. I think it's Dallas National. It might be that da- it might be Dallas National. I think it's Dallas Tucked National. Away. Very, very nice. Yeah. Hidden, hidden, Daniel. I mean, like it was so <laughs> legit. Like there's I got some time you know, for that. There's I so many that. courses like that that are around the country. Like I played one called Peach Street just outside Atlanta. It's like it's in the middle of a neighborhood. You would ne- you would pass it a million times unless you knew that's where you were going. Yeah. And it's it was built by Bobby Jones and it was built by a guy that couldn't get into Augusta and he lived in Atlanta back in the day. And so he said, Bobby Jones, build me Augusta, but in Atlanta. Yeah. 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 The place yeah. is remarkable. Dallas National. That I, that's it. Yeah. Dallas National. Somebody said it was like 325 members. Yeah, it's not that mem- it's not that many members. Right. Super, super exclusive. Super. These are the kind of people I bring to the table. Right. Exactly. This is these are my friends. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. Like I was I have to get invited. Like yeah, I mean most of these places, I mean, like we're we're just on doctor salaries here. That's like nothing. I mean, we don't have Dwayne to rock the Johnson money. So I still have loans. I still have loans. Yeah, (laughs) I'm gonna take a loan to play some of these places. But all right, so gadgets. Let's let's circle back. You love gadgets. What I mean, it I mean the fact that you put gadgets on your website like as a hobby. I got to know, like, what are you talking yeah. about? Okay. My gadgets, how I define gadgets is anything that I'm connecting, whether it's um, TVs to multiple TVs to um, uh, projectors, anything where I have to connect some computers, like, like I'm into that, that type of, that type of thing. Um, anything electronics, 
Maybe I should have put electronics, but gadgets, anything like that. I'm, I, I like it. Shit, shit. So anything, for, retrieve, come... anything for Best Buy. How about, how about right, that? Right. We should have him come fit our OR. Could you imagine how sick our OR would be? There would be fucking TVs everywhere with when doing scopes. I have TVs everywhere. My OR. You got to see my Instagram. I got to. I used to put music videos up um, when I was doing scopes for like all the nurses to watch while I was doing arthroscopy. It was dope. Yeah. You told me about that, Daniel. Like you, yeah, you could play your own music. I used to be able to. Things changed. Yeah, that's pretty. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I'm yeah. like anything that's gonna get you in the right mindset when you cut me. Cut I, mean, me I don't, open, like, I don't even. Right. Yeah, I don't listen to the music. You know, I mean, it's there, and but I'm just kind of. We were talking about this on another episode. Like, I'm kind of zoned in, and I got the music playing for like the nurses and stuff. But you know, it's I just need I need a background noise, right? That's 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 what I need. I don't want to hear like beeping and stuff. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I don't hear a thing. So it's so funny. Like even today, I'm doing a case, and the the nurse in the room, she's like. What do you want to hear? And I'm like, you put whatever you want. Because honestly, 30 seconds after that beat starts going, I don't hear it. Yeah, until you start closing. When you yeah. start closing and you notice what they're playing, you're like, what the hell yeah. is that? Change that. I'm shit. like, who is playing <laughs> Bette Midler? I mean, like, why <laughs> yeah. is this on? I Dude, really, they were playing really... the weirdest shit one time. And I was like in the zone. And then I was like, done and then i started closing and that's kind of when i start to listen when i'm closing the skin i'm like what are we playing what are we listening to change it you need residents and fellows man i can't tell you the last time i closed skin come on no get i gotta it. it's gotta look tight bro i, I gotta no, you got, get your pa to do it no like, it's gonna be it's gotta look tight i mean let, i mean let me, throw the, let me throw the question to y'all like all right like you know yeah like outside of the music stuff and zoning like what the hell Oh, y'all thinking when opening up, doing whatever you have to do, and I don't know the terminology, doing whatever you have to do, and then Daniel just says, he makes it sound so easy. I mean, let me sew you up. Like, I mean, I, I'm trying to fathom, I'm trying to fathom how you guys deal with that. Maybe that's just so many cases you're so used to it, but I mean, shit, tell me, like, first Wait, case, first time doing it in like, you watch, you watch, do you watch my Instagram? Like, what do you think about like when I show surgeries? Like, does that freak you out? What surgery? Yeah, like I put my surgeries sometimes on my Instagram, oh, right? Where I got well, like, yeah, like I, that's that's what I'm saying. Like I'm just, yeah, I'm like curious. Like, what was that your first time, Daniel? Like that's what I'm. My that's first what I'm time. Guessing. Yeah. What was your first time, like, Sharif? God, I mean, when you stop and think about first time, that goes all the way back to like medical school. It's like when they hand you the knife, you're like, "Fuck, what am I going to do with this?" And you're shaking. Uh, you're shaking. Well, you're like, I think you know, it's so funny. It's like the thought of somebody cutting me when I'm awake. I'm like, that sucks. I mean, I, I just don't like that yet. I have no problem just going like, and just like doing what I got to do. Um, but to answer your question, like, what's it like? I sometimes find myself like more often than not, I have no idea what I'm doing. I kind of like zone out and I'm just doing, I know what my next step is and boom, 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 boom. All right. Time to close. Like Danny's saying, it's like, what the fuck is that middler playing for? But yeah. then there's other times where you're like, you're knuckle deep in a dude's shoulder and you're just like, this is the weirdest job ever. <laughs> like, it, it, it's on another level. It's on, it, this is like, what am I doing here? But, uh, but like the first time. Exactly. <laughs> it, it really is kind of a unique, a unique thing. And it's like, it's a great question because. More often, it's it's hard for me to answer because half the time I'm just so zoned in at what I'm doing. I don't even realize what I'm doing other than when I'm done. 
Yeah. It's, I just like black out. We've talked yeah, about that. What about you, Daniel? I feel like doing? I'm a mechanic, like when I'm doing shoulder replacements, but um, I tell my son all the time, you know, he's going to go into medicine too. He watches, he, he sees how much fun I have. And when I do shoulder scopes, like arthroscopy, it's kind of like a video game, right? Like yeah. I, I think of like the shoulders, like a level. And you know where like all the little secrets are in the level and you got to like get the prize and like do the work before like the boss gets you. You know it's what I mean? It's like a claw game for him. Yeah. It's like that. Yeah. yeah it's like claw, that. Yeah. yeah. And then I just practice and I keep trying to get better and better to beat the level. And I think about it like that and, and it works for me and I get better and better and you know, whatever, whatever works. But I mean, I don't know, like the, the first time, the first time was a little weird like when I cut somebody open, but you know, then I liked it, and then and then I got a, and then I got addicted. Yeah, so it, it is kind of weird because it, you know, I do cool like it. Is, yeah, but the cool thing is, CJ, like you know, I'm super social, man. Like I love when people come back to clinic, and I just I shoot the shit with them. I, I make friends with all my patients, and I'm and, and I and I just enjoy being able to help them. And like when they come in and they show me how awesome their shoulders, like that makes me feel really good. Yeah. And then I just want to do it again because it's like a dopamine hit. Like I just got I got to get that dopamine again. I got to help somebody else. And it sounds kind of selfish because I want to help somebody else because it makes me feel good. But you know that's what it is, and and that's my place in the world. So. I agree. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I and you're, you, you nailed I like it. it. I think on the on on a total shoulder, it's like you open them up, you go between two muscles, you find your path, and cut, put your this that. But I think on top of the video game aspect of a scope, there is creativity there because no two tears are the same. So you got to kind of figure out how this gets back, how you're going to do this, how you're going to do that, because it's different every single time. So every two centimeter tear of your rotator cuff is not the same. So Ooh. there is creativity. So there is something where you got to start going, you have to think it through and you're doing it on the fly. You're like, I'm going to pull this over. I'm going to do that. But it is, I actually find, I love doing total shoulders. However, scopes to me are more fun because of the creativity to it. CJ, you get your son in my OR. I guarantee you, I've turned people into doctors. People have hung out with me listen to music, watch me do what I do. And they yeah. leave like, I want to be a, a, a freaking orthopedic. Man, surgeon. well, you tell me the place and time, because I think Landon would enjoy I it. know we talked about this. I'm going to, yeah, yeah. oh, I Landon love this. My son, Landon, he's super smart. I can definitely get it from my love wife. Love inspiring. I'm going to inspire yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think he would like, I think he would like it. And uh, so now I'm all for it. You let me know. We, we have no problem flying out and making it happen. I'll tell you this. I want to be an orthopedic surgeon. I want to be a shoulder surgeon. I already am, but I listen to Cuff Daddy. That's what I want to do. And I'm like, shit, I already am. But he excites me. He's an excitable young young man. No, no, Daniel is, is awesome, man. Like I said, we've been knowing each other for a long time. And I'm just so happy for, for him and his family. You know, I can only imagine, right? We talk about discipline. I, I, I use that word all the time. And that that's at the center of everything that I do. Uh, because if I think if I stay in that mindset, just that mindset, just be disciplined, then everything else around me, opportunities, whatever will be, you know, I'll find success. Right. And um, look, for me to know what you guys have kind of gone through, like just to be close to Daniel, like kind of see it like, you know, through school and all that stuff, like to see it happen. It's pretty it's pretty dope, man. So, you know, people tell me that I have a cool job of sports and, and sports and entertainment. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you guys, bro, like it's the same thing on the other side, especially if you know somebody as a doctor, you're like, damn, what would, what, what would that be like if I was a doctor? 
That shit. It just <laughs> be like sounds, me. Sounds be cool. Like me. It just. It just. It sounds. It sounds cool, right? Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't the thing we were growing up, right? People would think, but hey, see Diddy. I Diddy. I love yeah. hearing this because you know we watch stuff, and you know, growing up, every kid wants to be a professional athlete or you know a high-end collegiate athlete so when we've accomplished what we've accomplished you know c diddy and i and you tell us that you look at us like you want to you know you wanted to it'd be cool to see what we do and i mean that that like validates me i was like shit i'm i am that surgeon fucking athlete i'm telling you <laughs> excited you'll about be surprised. That. i'm That's telling you Sharif, you'll be surprised you'll be yeah. surprised like a lot of people want to know like the shit like I mean, it's only so many doctors, right? I'm a sales yeah. and marketing guy, so I don't want to like degrade what I do for a living. But I'm just saying, there's a lot of there's a lot of motherfuckers like me. So, but I, there's still people that have been able to do it for such a long time, like you guys. Yeah, I will say that of the you know professional, collegiate, even high school athletes I've taken care of, they are so thankful in our skill set, and that's what makes it fun for us. I mean, growing up, it's like, oh, I want to be a sports medicine doc, and then I kind of evolved into a shoulder doc, but even so, it's when you take care of those athletes or something special about, you know, getting them back on the field and their their appreciation that we were able to do that. So like Danny says, that's my dopamine rush. And I have a wall in my office that is full of pictures after they get back signed. I make every these kids. I don't I, I tell them I'd like one. And but more often than not, they send one. And it's these pictures of them back on the field, back on the ice, back on whatever. And they're playing and there's like, thanks, Doc, and their signature. And it's like, to me, that's everything. So those days I'm like sitting in the office, I'm like, shit, this is an exhausting day. I look over at my board and I'm like, that's why I do it. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Hey, CJ, it's been a pleasure. I'm glad uh, yes, I was man. able to introduce you to the world, all million listeners. I mean, we're <laughs> vibing out here. You know, this is, this is big time stuff, CJ. I Just like, like the stuff that you're doing. Thanks for coming on. Hey, but you know what? Before you go, I do want to uh, play a little game with you. <laughs> Bobby, come on on. So I'm going to bring Bobby on, and then I'm going to pause. And so while Bobby comes on, I want you to look at your Instagram count of like followers. And then in about a month, I want you to look and see that there's eight more. That's on us. That's on it. <laughs> right. I like that growth. I like right. that growth. All right. CJ, so this is, this is a little game that I made up. I like to call Keeping it gangster. Keeping it gangster. But, okay. You know, you know what this is like. So, you know, me and you are we're regular people. We got a lot of slang words, right? So this is gonna be you versus Sharif. Uh, and okay. basically I'm gonna show you a slang word and you're gonna read it out loud because you know this is a podcast, and then you're gonna try to use it in a give me a definition and try to use it in a sentence, and then Ooh. Sharif's gonna try to do it too. Okay. okay. All right, you go first. You go first. I'll, I'll try. Okay. I guess it's always first, my friend. Okay. And what, what was the first you want me to give you a definition? You have to read it. You have to read it and give me a oh, definition. Cop. cop. And I'll use it in a sentence. Damn those cops. <laughs> no. no. Okay. That's not <laughs> That's it. All right. Let's see. He's not good. Let's see. What, okay. I just got to ask a question. What hood in LA do you live where that's like a slang word? Like to me, that is a cop. police officer. No, bro. Cop. Like I'm about to cop oh, this. Shit. I mean, thing. sorry. That's right. Hold on. Hold on. He, he's oh. right. He's right. I was getting like, like I, I, saw a cop. Feel? I saw a yeah. cop. So I was cop like, yeah. 
I'm about I to be, this. I need to be straightforward. Yeah, no, no, let, let me cop, yeah, let me no, let me cop those let me cop those J's. Let me okay, cop those no, J's. You, you don't get that one. I'm gonna give you another one. Zero. Okay. Right, Dang you start okay. this one. All right. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, CJ, plug. you take that one. Oh man! Keep a PC, just you know, what's a plug? Man, what's a, a plug? Somebody has a connect that got something good for you. Okay, a connect. All right. Yeah. Use, it Use it in a sentence. Yo, Daniel, let me get a hold of that plug. Let me get a hold of your plug real quick. <laughs> I want some of them gadgets. All right, that's good. All right, that's a good one. All right, I'll give one for you, Sharif, because he All got right. that one. All right, let's go. Ready, Sharif? Riding dirty. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, that's almost like a DWB. Um, yeah. <laughs> driving while brown or black. Um, so that's when you're driving and in your glove compartment, you may have something that is not legal. I'll that's good. That's, that's good. pretty good. That's, that's the best definition you could ever say on, on, on the air. All right, perfect. perfect. Now, hey, Sharif's got Urban Dictionary pulled up on his yeah, other screen right now. Cheating because he's just playing uh, okay. this. We're gonna play a different game after this. All right, CJ, I'm like, I got you, bro. I got You're you. Getting harder. This is week four for me. Big face. Big face. Big face. What is a big face? Big face is something that you know, some nice, some nice on your on your on your wrist. Some, something. Something good. You gotta listen. You, you fell off the rap game, bro. What is uh, a big face, Sharif? A big face is a hundred dollar bill. No. You know, like, no, you know, no big face like my big face, face my holy, like my, so, like my holy. Urban yeah. Dictionary says it is the act of placing one's entire hand on a person's face and pushing you know, them violently across the room. You're not supposed yeah. to have Urban Dictionary. No, big when you said it, though. when you said it, I'm like, that's not right. I it know is. that. And so Trust you, me, Bobby. you lose the point. Hey, 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 I'm the judge here. Yeah, what do you Don't got, do Bobby? My job over here, Sharif. Cut, All right, I'm, I'm removing point. three points, Sharif, just for for trying to step in my bounds. I'm gonna give you a hard one, Sharif. Yeah, please. <laughs> All right, CJ, what do you, what, what's this? Bad. Yeah, defined as <laughs> a lot of hundred dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, use it in a sentence. Hey, man, the, the past 17 years, Daniel, I've been getting that damn bag. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get the bag, baby. Gotta get the bag. All right. I went through the bag, baby. So, I had a, so I kind of ran out, Sharif. You know, yeah. you know, I'm Mexican and I speak Spanish. So, I'm going to give you a, a Latino slang word. Oh, shit. Okay. Ready? Not Arabic? Thermi? <laughs> like, in in Feed French, man. in Feed French, me. Me means clothes, like clothes. No, no, no. Firme. Firme. Look how he said it. I know it's kind of. I mean, super weird. I'm gonna just say this: because of who I am, I need you to fear me, tough daddy. No, you suck, bro. Firme means like it's super Why cool. It's tight. It's dope. It's dope. You suck today. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> See what All I'm right. doing with like hey, That's CJ. good. Like CJ, it. if you need somebody, call me, brother. Yeah, I will. I All will. Right. We'll start our own pod. <laughs> Just hunt. All right, CJ. Thanks for coming, man. We'll catch you later. <laughs> oh man, that was a good episode, Sharif. What'd you think about my boy CJ? 
CJ's a straight boss. I mean, he, it's like, if I ever need any sales and marketing, that's the guy I'm calling. I mean, to do what he's done. I mean, he's made it to literally every professional league yeah. and just keeps persevering and getting higher and higher and higher. When yeah. that guy runs for president, I get, he's got my vote. <laughs> Definitely presidential swag for sure. Yeah, oh, he's for an awesome sure. Guy. Especially when awesome. he's... When he does the the slang, if he if he does his like presidential inauguration with your slang, it'll be great. <laughs> Dude, that'll be the day that 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 you know if the president speaks slang, that would be nuts. Sounds like a Chappelle show. <laughs> so thanks everybody for joining us today. Don't forget to find us on our socials. It's I'm a podstar, not a doctor.com. I'm a Potser, not a doctor on our TikTok and Instagram. Find us everywhere. Find us everywhere that you listen to your podcasts, including Apple, Android, Spotify, Amazon Prime, iHeartRadio. Boom. Bam. Boom. Peace. See you next week. Bye, right, guys. Peace. Trying to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Turn me up in the headphones. Yeah, trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles, cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold, stack that bread and buy my nose, anything is possible. Yeah, yeah. trying to get a lot of dough and dirt the water obstacles, cause anything is possible. Oh man, I got a lot of gold, stack that bread and buy my nose, anything is possible. I grind to get a lot of dough and dirt do all the obstacles, cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and vomit nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. All I know is get paper. All I do is shit major. Bought a condo on the top floor in the buildings, the skyscraper. Feeling like I'm Kobe, LeBron. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent.